Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. remembered something the other day that was like this has no bearing on anything but i want to talk about it on the podcast because it's hilarious but also like and it's our podcast so fucking- what was i doing with my life yes. so my very first boyfriend the one that made me get a cat scan which yeah. i've told you guys about before i just remembered that for like <laughs> the first couple of i don't know months or so that we lived together he refused to buy toilet paper what because he was like i'm not I don't want to spend money on something that I just wipe my ass with. I want well, to just wipe my ass with money. And I was just like... Yeah, but you... Did he buy garbage bags? Because you just throw those away. Right. <laughs> and I'm just like, I wish I could just... Well, one, I wish I could go back to 18-year-old me and be like, don't do it. Yeah. But whatever. But, barring that, go back in time and be like, okay, buy toilet... Because that just meant that I just bought all the toilet paper. Right, yeah. And then he used it. He would also, like, if people were coming over to visit and they'd be like, can I bring anything? He would be like, toilet paper. Oh, my God. So he just had people bring it as, like, a housewarming gift. That's so embarrassing. I know! I hate that. I know! And so I'm re- I'm just really, like, I should have just bought it and then be like, no, you can't fucking use this. You can wipe your ass with $10. Yeah. Because that's what you've chosen to do. Because oh you're a whole God. adult. Anyway, I, I just had... I bought toilet paper the other day, and I was like, it's kind of expensive, but you have to buy it. I bought nine rolls for ten dollars, as opposed to yeah, using that same ten dollars, <laughs> uncomfortable ten dollars to wipe my butt. <laughs> I don't know. It was just, I it just came out of nowhere. I was like, oh my god. So anyway, I had a roommate once when I was younger that lived with my partner and I, and one time I was like hey could you buy toilet paper this time Mm -hmm. and he was like oh my god i never thought about how y'all buy the toilet paper like because it's just always been there (laughs) i never thought about how somebody buys it (laughs) oh my god and i was like yeah yeah we've been buying it yeah it was just so like i mean you know we were all young and living on our own for the first time or whatever sure he had just never considered that there was somebody well, yeah i mean probably his toilet paper. i mean his parents always bought it and it was always yeah. there and then he moved into y'all's house and it was like oh, there was just toilet paper here and toilet paper just exists yeah i mean it does feel like one of those things that it sucks that you have to buy yeah like sweatpants rubber I bands is how i feel about it. feel like i should have to buy sweatpants anytime i, I yeah have started because I have to buy crickets for my frogs and they come yeah. in like a plastic bag that's rubber banded closed and yeah. I just keep all of those rubber bands. That's why I'm like, anytime I have to for some reason buy rubber bands, I'm like, no, they just come on stuff. Yeah, paper clips. <laughs> yeah. I ran out of safety pins because yeah. I, oh, I yeah. had just bought safety pins like 15 years ago and I finally just ran out. <laughs> just bought like, these. I have to buy safety pins? Yeah. Yeah, shit like that. 
But you're like, I don't even know exactly where that is in the store. No. <laughs> anyway, this is a very interesting episode today. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard the, and I don't remember the exact number, but it's like the trivia that Pablo Escobar spent like $25,000 a month on just on rubber bands. No. Because he was moving so much, so many like stacks of money. Oh. And shit. So he spent like, yeah, like some exorbitant amount monthly just on rubber bands. Interesting. But, but I'm like. Not on like the fancy suitcase that you put the money in? You yeah. Know? <laughs> I guess you only need one of those, but you need like a hundred rubber bands. But I'm still, I'm like, rubber bands are like $2 a bag. And how many are in there? Yeah, I don't. Like, how many rubber bands are you going through? That I can see that he's spending a lot of money, but. Maybe there's a rubber shortage. Yeah. The way that I went to the pet store the other day because I got a beta fish. Mm hmm. His name is Swimothy. Mm-hmm. And? Swimothy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Last night I was like, damn it, I should have named him Tilda Swimton. Oh, I'm telling you, you need, like, so many fish. <laughs> you told me you can't get any more pets. I came with, like, a fish is not the I same. Know. I came up with so many great names. Yeah. Swim Allen. Swim Allen is great. Swim Jones. Swim Jones. <laughs> But I went to the pet store after I'd had him for a little bit because I was like, oh, I need to get a net so I can get him out Yeah, for when I need to clean his tank. Yeah. For when you need around. to torture him for information. Yes. I was looking around and I couldn't find any. And mm -hmm. I was like, there's only two aisles at the pet store of like fish stuff. Yeah. So I asked one of the people working and they were like, oh, no, there's actually a net shortage right now. What? And I was like. No. What? She was like, I know that sounds fake. <laughs> <laughs> but there is. And I was like. What the shit? I gotta catch my fish with my bare hands? No, I just had to order one. But Yeah, but I what do you to, mean? A net, what? It, it doesn't grow need, organically. I didn't need anything else yeah. from the so just like, internet pet store, so I ordered a $2 net that I had to pay $5 shipping for. Oh my god. Do any of the gas pumps in this country work? <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of when I went to the pet store because i had finally decided i got all the stuff i was ready and i decided i was gonna get hamsters yeah and i was gonna name them dante and randall and Aww. i had even i'd printed out the quick stop sign to put on their cage and i had also drawn like a jay and silent bob hamster version to tape on the outside what? so that like they could hang I out yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's probably around somewhere but yeah okay. i drew jay and silent bob as hamsters Okay. To put them outside of the quick stop. Yes. Anyway, and so I went to the pet store and she was like, no, there's a, sh a hamster shortage. And then she brought them out and they were just very short. <laughs> <hamsters>. <laughs> <Too> small. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, because I guess hamster breeders had like tried to create like new color patterns and stuff like that. And like they all done died. a lot of crossbreeding and there was way too much like incest and they were all getting sick and oh. so they were like they're not selling any hamsters right now so that they can like what? build the population back up and like and i was like oh <laughs> okay uh, so then i just never did it i'll go then yeah i guess oh. go. i was like ready i was like go, go pick out some hamsters um and i didn't do that damn i know i guess i could do it now my roommate and i are talking about getting rats you know i've been on the fence about it yeah. Okay, so I know that you're like, you shouldn't, you don't need any more pets, you already have a zoo, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, technically, they would have to be in my roommate's room. Oh, yeah. To be away from my cats. Yeah. So really, it's up to them. Oh, okay. You know, it's not really up to me. I guess. And I was a little bit on the fence about it, because, I mean, we do truly live in a zoo. And I've also never wanted rats, because they don't live very long, and I don't want to get attached to I know, to you them. were, like, just saying that, like, last week. I know. 
but I helped like rescue these and I, I just feel attached to them. Um, but until my roommate, they were like, we could name them Jonesy and Riley. No, like from Letterkenny. Yeah. And I was like, Shit. <laughs> <laughs> now we have to do it. I know. I love. And then, I, but then I was like, we can never pick which one is which because I never know which one's Jonesy. And yeah, which it one's doesn't Riley. matter. They're just Jonesy and Riley. They're like Jonesy and Riley. They're just a. They just go together. Every I'm, every time I walk in the room, I'll just be like, I still don't know which one of you fuckers is which. Yeah. <laughs> Give your balls a tug. Just walk in and insult them every time. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. Your spare parts, bud. Holding <laughs> <laughs> them fucking ten ply. <laughs> I love, I mean, you know this about me, but I love like Parent. pet names that go together. Yeah, yeah stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, which is why I wanted to name those hamsters Dante and Randall. I know. You can still do it. You're still an adult. You can do whatever you want. I know. It's true. It was so long ago. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, welcome to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Hi, everyone. How do you feel about toilet paper? (laughs) Let us know. (laughs) Forgot. I already forgot that that's how we started off talking about this. (laughs) This is insane. Uh, what's up? I'm Meat Wedge. I'm Bucket Snake. This is Replay Rewind. Whenever we come in here and we're like, "Oh, I don't have anything to talk about," I'm like, "Don't worry, it'll happen." Yeah. Because we're both yappy as shit. It's true. (laughs) And entertaining and interesting. And a reason to start a podcast, because I got shit to say. Exactly. About hamsters. Well, why don't you uh, tell the people what we do here? What we do here, besides talk about common household items, is talk about common household movies from when we were kids. <laughs> that nice. we haven't watched since we were kids, usually. And we'll try and remember what happened. We'll be wrong. We'll go watch it. We'll come back. We'll tell you what really happened. And then we'll tell you how the movie was made and some trivia and shit. Yeah. It's cool. It's interesting. It's fun. It's uh, nostalgic. It's comforting. It's a way to watch a movie while you're getting some shit done because we're just going to talk through the plot. Yeah. And it's fun to hear us go through everything in a way that you can picture it in your mind as yeah. you're doing your tasks. It's fun. I know I'm selling it to you even though you're already listening to it. It's fun. It's fun. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Okay. God. <laughs> so threatening. So I... Do not have a question for you. I know, because I don't think I've ever seen this movie, and you don't remember anything about it? I remember so very little, um, and I really just can't even okay. bullshit a question. I have a question for you. Oh, okay. What do you remember about this movie? <laughs> <laughs> so, this week we're talking about the Dark Crystal. Yeah. And I remember that there's, like, a little weaselly-looking boy. Okay. And his name is Jen. Cool. And there is also a race of, like, big, scary, like, vulture-looking dudes called the Skeksis. Yeah. And they're the bad guys. Is it all puppets? Yes. Okay. Um, And there is a dark crystal. Right. And that's it. Because everything else that I remember, I'm like, oh, and then that, no, that's never-ending story. Yeah. (laughs) So it's all just intertwined in my brain. I love never-ending story so much. Like, still, but definitely growing up, I watched it all the time. And I wonder if that's why I never watched The Dark Crystal, because I was like, no, no, I have this one. I'm good. I don't need another one. Right. <laughs> never Ending Story is not Jim Henson, though. I think he did the animatronics in it. Did he? It's not like a Jim Henson production the way that Dark Crystal and Labyrinth are. I don't oh, think Never Ending no. Story is like in that list. Uh-uh. Um, but I just think that he probably did work on it. Nobody yeah. else is doing that shit. Right. Yeah. No, I was going to ask you something about like, you know, I was like, oh, I could ask a question about, you know, changing your name or giving something a name. And I was like, nope, that's never ending story. <laughs> <laughs> so I really, I really just don't know. Um, That's, that's really all I remember. And that 
the yeah, it's all puppets and it's kind of scary. And that's it. I know they recently made a television show of it, but I didn't watch any of it. So oh, recently? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, it was on Netflix. I would say in the past two years they made it as of 2021. So I really don't know. Yes. I had to look it up. Jim Henson did do the puppet work okay. on The NeverEnding Story. Okay. I mean, that makes not, sense. Yeah. yeah. Like nobody else was doing right. that. He, it had to be him because it looked great. They just like, the second you're like, should we make a puppet? He just shows up. Yeah. He's like, I heard y'all talking about puppets. Do you yeah. need help? You said the magic word. I'm the king of the puppets. Hello, it is me, Jimothy Henson. It's me. So, aw, Swim Henson. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many good ones. Yes. Anyway, um, I'm excited to watch it because it's Jim Henson. And yeah. he can do no wrong. Right, yeah. I love Jim Henson. I, I mean, I'm sure I'll like it. Yep. Because it's dark and puppets. Yep. The dark and crystals. Puppets. And crystals. I don't know. <laughs> I feel is the crystal a puppet? Does it talk? Is it fuzzy? I don't know. That would be too cute. And is it like a they, I don't think this movie is very cute. Like an adventure movie? Like they have to go get the crystal? Yeah. I mean it's like a you gotta save the world type oh, thing. Okay. But again, from what? I don't know. The nothing. Right. From a giant <laughs> blackness that's enveloping Nope, fuck, that's ah. So, um, yeah, they I know that Jen is uh, he's got to go do something. So he's a heroic. Too. Yeah, yeah. He's just like a little boy. He's got a straight across bangs, straight brown haircut, Aww. and a little like Weasley face. This movie is like, is it like seventies or eighties? It's not nineties. Eighty-two. Okay, yeah, yeah. Pretty old. That's what I thought. Older than us. That's ancient. Anything <laughs> older than us is ancient. It's true. Official stance. All right. Well, since we spent so much time <laughs> yammering. Yes. At All the right. beginning, I think maybe we should head out and go watch it. Yeah, uh, get some candy. Get some fucking gushers. Those look like crystals. They do. Ooh, gushers sound good. Yeah, get you a juice-filled crystal to munch on. Get you one. Get you one. Get you some of them. And then go check out our Patreon while you're uh-huh. doing that. Uh-huh. Patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast. Lots of bonus episodes about toilet paper. <laughs> hamsters beta fish etc yep do that and we'll meet you back here ready to pop the question the jewelers at blue have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
well. That was a fucking breathtaking movie. It's so nice to look at. I can't believe I never saw it. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how I missed it. You fucked up. I mean, I love it right now. Yeah. But I would have loved this so much when I was a kid. Yeah. I don't know if my mom conspired for me to never watch it. Yeah. Because it's like kind of new agey. I guess. It's very new agey. Well, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if she would have known that. Right. It feels very similar to the same type of storytelling and never-ending story, you yeah. know, which is why I'm like, I know I would have liked this. Yeah. But I think my mom liked that movie because Sebastian is such, like, a nerd who's just reading books, which is, Yeah. So you she know. was like, this is what I want my children to be like. Right, yeah, which is what I was. Just a nerd reading books. Same. But I would have loved this. Yeah. Well, you can love it now. I do. Good. The IMDb says, on another planet in the distant past... A Gelfling embarks on a quest to find the missing shard of a magical crystal and so restore order to his world. Well done, IMDb. Finally. This is a nice summary. Yeah. So it opens up on a pretty desolate looking place. Yeah. No life. Mm -hmm. Thunderstorm threatening. But there's no rain. Right. Blind Melon plays in the background. (laughs) (laughs) But we get some backstory. A thousand years ago, this place was green and good. But then the crystal cracked, and a piece got lost, and everything went to shit. (laughs) That's a verbatim quote right there. (laughs) Two new races emerged. The Skeksis? Bad. And the Mystics? Good. The Skeksis, of course, took over. Yes. So we see their giant, gross-looking castle. Mm -hmm. It's cool. But it's like, what is- what shape is this building? Yeah, it's just like a pile. Yeah. Yeah. And- we see the Skeksis. They're still in charge. Yes. But there are only ten of them left. Right. Which I'm like, you guys got a bone. <laughs> That's how it works. They or seem like the bone in kind. Just pray to the gods for a child because it worked for, you know, alchemy and amphibian over True. in Hercules. They got a yeah. kid. Do something. Yeah. But they haven't been doing anything. Well, what they've they've been using the dark crystal to keep themselves alive with sun magic. Right. But- like kids are annoying. Yeah. Instead, we use the power of the sun. We will just say the ten of us will stay alive. Yeah, I guess. I guess. But it's not working. No. The emperor is dying. Yes. And must be replaced soon. Yep. The sun comes through the roof and shines through the crystal into the eyes of all the crusty Skeksis. They're so gross. Like, they're moldy looking. Mm-hmm. Like, it, their clothes are, like, kind of moldy sometimes. And they yeah. look like they are just rotting uh-huh. away. That, I mean, they are physically yeah i guess they're a thousand years old yeah the we'll talk about it at the end they're not modeled after any earth creature yeah really but to me they they kind of look like turkeys or like vultures very yeah very vulture like because they have yeah the long necks and they're like big bodies and Mm -hmm. bald heads and like beaks yeah they look like yeah and just wearing lots of like and kind of like vampire-y too in Mm -hmm. the way that their clothes are like too fancy but not well kempt yeah, like, like been they've been wearing these clothes. Too long. They're out of fashion yeah. and also moth-eaten, you yes. know, old, rotting on their bodies. But they're, like, very stuck in this place of, like, this is what we wear, this is what we look like. It's very fine. Yeah. You know, like, oh, our clothes are so nice. Yeah. But they're not to anymore. Yeah. 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 They are moldy looking and gross, but they look so fucking sick. Hell yeah. And... Like, in a good way. Yes. Like, wow, sick. Yeah, like, <laughs> And as old as this movie is, the effects in it rule. Yes. Like, they're all standing around this giant crystal. The sun comes through the window. Yeah. And the ceiling. 
sunlight, the sun. <laughs> what? <laughs> like the sunroof? Well, what do you call it? Skylight. Skylight. Fuck. Wow. <laughs> Is that called a sunlight? Shit. <laughs> the skylight. Yeah. The sunlight comes through the skylight. Yeah. Hits this crystal. Yeah. Which is just, it's being suspended above this giant shaft of like heat and air. So like, yeah. nothing is touching it. It's right. just like floating there, which is dope, but you yeah. can't like get to it. And then the laser beams like go into their eyes. And yeah. That's like, Ooh. And that's what keeps them, the sun ritual yeah, keeps it's them so alive. Tight. It's tight. But now we get to go learn about the mystics. Yeah. Good. They're cute and gentle. Uh huh. But only ten of them remain as well. Oh, interesting. And wouldn't you know it. What? Their leader is dying too. No way. Yeah, it's a lot of parallels happening here. A lot of parallels happening. I think you could play a very fun drinking game. Yeah. With this movie. Yeah. If you take a shot every time the narrator says, it's been a thousand years. (laughs) Exactly. One thousand years. Right. But. You would get fucked up. Yes. The mystics are like, we have to save ourselves so yeah. we meet Jin the gelfling yes he's the last of his family yep the mystics raised him after his whole family was wiped out by the skexies which so sad they say his whole family but you kind of learn through it that it's like his entire race is gone not right like at first you kind of think like oh they killed like his five family members but it's like no just no like gelflings. the whole tribe that he lived with as yeah. far as he knows he's the last gelfling right on the planet but a prophecy says that this is the time of healing and if the chosen one Jin, mm-hmm. doesn't fix everything the whole world will pass into the hands of evil which isn't it already the skexies are in charge yeah but but they don't have i guess absolute power right at this point someone could still take the power away yeah restore the balance right if jen does not go yeah well, there's a word like oppose them, you know, yeah, in any yeah. way. If he doesn't then... go skylight them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, then it will pass into evil forever with absolutely no chance of coming back. So, uh, no pressure, little buddy. Yeah, he is so small. He is very small. Like we see the Skeksis, they're huge. Mm-hmm. The Mystics are huge. Yeah, and then we get little baby Jen, so yeah. tiny, and it's it's on his itty bitty little shoulders. And who wrote this prophecy? <sighs> Truly. I need to know. So then yes. we see Jen, he runs back into the mystic village to go see the master who is dying. And he tells Jen that the Skeksis will try to destroy him because he is the chosen one. Yep. And it's his job to bring the world back together. Yes. He shows him, here's what the crystal looks like. Mm. A shard of it, you know, like a thousand years ago, the crystal cracked. A shard. A thousand years ago. A shard went missing. You have to heal the crystal, make it whole again. It will restore the balance of the world you have to do it before the three suns align yes again very hercules yeah well planets are aligning true but there are three suns in this world they're gonna line up he has to do it before then or all will be lost yeah the master has this like bowl of goo yeah next to him that shows images and there's an image of the crystal in it like for a second yeah it's like a 3d it, like rises out of the goo and it's yeah. like here's what this crystal it's looks like it's such a cool effect it is so Jen's like, all right, uh, where is it? Yeah, which immediately I was like, that's a stupid question. If they knew where it was, they would have fixed it by now. But actually, turns out not true. Because no. the master says, oh, Agra has it. Yeah. Or at least we'll know where it is. No, yeah. And shows her, I, he shows something in the goo. Yeah. Again, it doesn't look like Agra, but no, I don't know maybe what her house supposed to be. Or something like it. He says, you have to follow the largest sun. 
The greater son. The greater son. Yes. And I guess they have to be the greatest because there are three. But you have to follow it. Yeah. Just follow it. Yeah, follow it for <laughs> follow a day. Follow it for a day, yeah. Yeah. And then you'll find Agra. Right. I mean, maybe they just weren't worried about it up until this point. You I know, they're just... like, we have a thousand years. I know, but it just, it seems super unfair that... Maybe they're writing, waiting for the right gel- gelfling. Gelfling. But how long has Jen lived? We find out that Jen's lived there his whole life since he was a little baby. Yeah, but maybe he's only like three. And he wasn't... I, I just feel like <laughs> if you have this giant prophecy, Jen, you are the chosen one. Right. You have to save the yeah. whole world. Tell maybe him that that's something birth. that you raise a child to know. One yeah. day you will have to go do this thing. And it's something that you've known your whole life. Right. Because this all just gets dropped in Jen's lap because the master is dying. They're right. like, oh shit, time is running out. Yeah. So they're just like, boop, here you go. The master Fucking fix everything. Does say. It's true. Yeah. He's like, it's not fair that we've dumped all of this yes. on you at once and with so little time left and you know whatever good luck though yeah and he's <laughs> like okay he says remember me Jin. we may meet in another life but not again in this one which is really sweet i love it and i felt like i could hear you sniffling in the distance <laughs> as Jin says don't leave me don't leave me uh it didn't actually it didn't get me but this is the type of scene, yeah, that usually does where someone's like, no, don't yeah. leave. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, I think if it had happened later, like after you were more emotionally invested, it would mm-hmm. have gone. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty right that off that is like straight up your alley of tears. Yeah. The it's alley true. of tears. The alley of tears. <laughs> we may, I just, we may meet again. We may meet in another life, but not again in this one. Yeah. Boom. Dead. It's just, it's so cute and sweet and sad. Back to the Skeksis. Uh-huh. They cranky. They are so cranky. Yeah, two of them meet in a hallway and are just like hissing at each other, and one of them is just like, it, which we find out the one is named the Chamberlain. Yeah, he just whines the he whole does. time. So there's there's like two main Skeksis that are like fighting. Yeah, basically for the throughout the rest of the movie, and the one is like he's the general and he's like really loud and he's like I hate your whimper. And yeah. then the other yeah. one, Lord Chamberlain, is like. I'm like stop doing that yeah. i hate it too i just met this guy and i fucking hate him they've been hanging out together for a thousand years can you imagine yeah i would have killed that guy long ago so long ago but, but so, i i love these angry turkeys i know there's they just look so cool <laughs> so chamberlain follows the general yeah into this room they've all gathered around their dying emperor <laughs> So even the emperor is grumpy. He is grumpy. He's not soft in his death. No, because like the the loud one, the general is like kneel, bow, and then Lord Chamberlain, the whiny one, goes to reach for his scepter, and the emperor snaps at him and is like, "Mine, you know, it's mine. I'm still alive. I'm still here. I'm still ruling. Yep, I'm still emperor. I'm not dead yet." And then he fucking dies. <laughs> He works himself into a tizzy yes. and then he kills him. And then he crumbles into dust. I know. It's so creepy. It looks so cool, though. I, I don't know, know how they did it. Yeah. It's just like You're a just watching him. puppet that just crumbles. Yes. Which one of them will be emperor now? I don't know. No one is sad that he's dead. They're also looking at each other like, ooh. ooh well, somebody's got to take over. Back to Jen, though, where he's staring at his dead master, thinking his thoughts. Yeah. But then the master disappears into sparkles. Yes, it's much cuter. It's much nicer than crumbling to dust. Yeah. But it is definitely less metal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the remaining nine mystics, they hold a little ceremony for him. Mm-hmm. And then they send Jen on his way out into the world. I know, almost a little lonesome. And mm-hmm. Jen, <laughs> he goes, he walks out there and he goes, 
I'm not ready to go alone. And then there's like two seconds and he goes, all right, alone then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that didn't take very much convincing. I mean, he doesn't have a choice. But he doesn't have a choice, yeah. but he doesn't even, he doesn't even waste time like kind of complaining about it. He's just like, I don't want to do it. Anyway, I gotta do it. Here I go. Yep. That's cute. Yep. So Jen is following the greater son on his way to Agra. Past the rock that looks like a long neck. <laughs> Up the airy mountain, down the rushing glen. <laughs> Dare not go hunting for fear of little me. Yeah, or giant turkey. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of which, yes, the Skeksis are just kind of wandering around discussing who should be emperor next. I know, which I'm like, they knew he was dying. He was dying for a long time. This is the same thing as the Mystics, though. They, they didn't plan. Yeah, they, they didn't, didn't plan ha- anything. Which they have titles. Yeah, they have general. We have the Lord Chamberlain. Like they all have jobs. Mm. So like. Is there not some sort of hierarchy where they know who's going to be emperor next? No. Instead, they have to fucking fight about it. Yeah. I was just wondering, at this point, what are they emperor of, exactly? It doesn't seem like there's much around. The world, I guess? Like, this castle? We see later that they do have, like, slaves and things. Yeah. That, like, bring them food and stuff. Right. But, like, they all seem to have the same amount of, like, like, everybody eats food. Everybody, you know, like, so what does being emperor really give you? Uh, a scepter. And you get to sit in the big chair. Scepter's tight. <laughs> it's just pretty tight. That's fair. So we do find out that Lord Chamberlain can talk. He has a very whiny little voice, too. And he's like, I should be in charge. And yeah. there are two Skeksis that are like, yeah, you totally should. We're backing you all the way, Lord yep. Chamberlain. And then we see General Loudmouth. I don't know what his actual name is. He's just some a I general. I think his name is just the general. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, I should be in charge. And who? two of his little cronies are like, yeah, you totally should. And then I feel like there was a third Skeksis that was like, maybe I'll be the one going for the yeah. throne. But then he immediately is like, just kidding. Uh, never mind. So, Y'all are clearly serious about this. Chamberlain makes his move for the scepter. Mm-hmm. General Loudmouth is like, hey, fuck off. Yep. I should be in charge. Put it down. They hiss at each other a bunch. Mm-hmm. He challenges Lord Chamberlain. Lord Chamberlain says, Trial by stone! <laughs> yes. So, it's time for the trial by stone. Slaves, raise the stone! The slaves are so creepy! And it's not their so fault! But they're so they're just like little potato people with very wispy gray hair and they have soulless dead eyes. And it's very sad. They look like the sad versions of Waldorf? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're just... So, the... Yeah, so trial by stone is like they raise this giant stone out of the ground. Yes, it has these two swords attached to it. Yeah, Chamberlain and the general go pick one up. Pull out a sword. Yeah, and they take turns hitting this giant stone with their sword to see who can do the most damage. Yes, yeah, yeah. Everyone in this world is obsessed with rocks. (laughs) That's all they got. (laughs) So the general goes first. Everybody's like, "Oh yeah, that was good." Yup. Yup. Yeah, and then, yeah, good hit. How is anybody going to beat that? Yeah. yeah. Lord Chamberlain takes a whack at it. And everyone's like, oh, oh, oh. that was pretty good. Yep. I love in this moment, like, even though they're these giant, nasty, evil, moldy things. Yeah. They're so Muppety. They are. They just make little Muppety faces. Yeah. And in the in this exact moment, because I saw your note as I was thinking this, that yeah. the, the general is nodding exactly like kermit would nod yes which is just like such a weird thing yeah even if you knew nothing about this movie you could look at it and go this is jim henson yeah like it's just and i love that yeah it's part of it is their little eyebrows 
Yeah. He's very, you know, very expressive. Like, all his mm-hmm. Muppets are, they're very expressive. But yeah, it's just, it's very Muppety. Even though it's, like, evil and sinister, you're like, oh. Mm. It doesn't take you out of it, but. I see some Kermit still, in there. Yeah, you still can notice. So then the general goes again and completely obliterates the stone. Just yeah. wax it in half. Breaks in half. Hope they never need to do that again. Yeah. the stone's gone. So he's the emperor now. Yep. And another Skeksis standing by says, by the law, he must pay. And yeah. points to Lord Chamberlain. And they take all of his clothes and then banish him. I know, which, like, there are so few of them left. Yeah. This seems like a really bad tradition. Yeah. Maybe he could be demoted. Right. But, like, banishing it. Now there are only eight of you. Yeah. Dumb. You lost two guys in a day. Yeah. And don't you want to be an emperor over something? That's 20% (laughs) in a day that they lost. too much. That's too much. So... Yeah, he's just an ugly, weak little bird thing now. I know, they're so small under there. Like, you you know, know, we find out that, like, yeah, they're mostly bones and gross. Yeah. So Chamberlain is banished. Everyone bow down to the new emperor. But then the crystal starts making this weird noise. So they go see what it's about. Oh, sorry. I forgot to put my crystal on silent. Yeah. There was, like, a whole thing at the beginning. Yeah, my bad. It's fine. In the crystal, they can see Jin. Yes. And they are shook. Because Why? the prophecy said that a Gelfling would destroy the Skeksis, and they thought that all the Gelflings were dead. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, this one is definitely the one that's coming for us. He's the only one. Yeah, and so they're like, well, we have to kill him. Yep. So the Emperor yells for the Gartham. Mm-hmm. They are giant bugs. Yeah. They're so creepy. Yeah. And they look so cool. Yeah. And huge. And they're doing so much skittering so much skittering <laughs> they have like so many legs yeah like little bug legs that are like always skittering and moving around and then they have these like, giant claw hands in yeah. front of them and then yeah they're, they're big and black and shiny they're black and shiny yeah which is so cool i shiny bugs are my least favorite like black yeah. shiny bugs yeah, they i can't handle crunchy. them very crunchy <laughs> if you could step on them but yes they're giant yeah so jen is climbing a mountain and there's this big like floating bug yeah. Watching him and broadcasting his movements? Yeah, like into the crystal. So well, it's like, yeah, a piece of crystal. I don't think it's the crystal. No, no, no. But I mean, like, that is what is helping the Skeksis see what Jen is yeah. doing. Because he's yeah. holding a piece of crystal mm-hmm. and it's like broadcasting it into the dark crystal. Right. And I'm just like, who is this fucking bug? Ancient CCTV. <laughs> I don't like him. What's he doing? Jen is moving through the rocks and thinking to himself. Yeah, he's not talking out loud. He's just thinking. Right. And I, at this point, I was like, do you think they made him, like, think to himself so they could, like, animate his mouth less? But right. they put so much effort into everything else. I don't think that that's the case. Like, they obviously yeah. can make him talk. Yeah. They were just like, he's all alone out there. He's yeah, not going to be a style choice. Talking. I talk out loud when I'm Same. by myself. I do, too. Especially so. if I was out in the mountains like this. Be like, man, wish they hadn't dumped this whole prophecy in my lap. Right. On the day that my master died, and I'm very sad anyway. There we go. What is an Agra anyway? Does what she an kill Gelflings? Yeah. He's about to find out. <laughs> he's about to find out. Yeah, he's walking down this path. A bunch of vines, like, drop onto him and then pick him up and lift him up into the air. The ruins! Oh, God. I didn't think about that. <laughs> uh, while he's hanging there, a hand holding an eyeball, again with the Hercules parallels, yeah. like, pop- pops up, is, like, staring him down. Mm. And some not English words are being yelled at him. I don't know what language they speak, but whatever this person's saying, we can't understand them. Right. So then the eyeball is put back into the face of a very grouchy looking lady. She's got like giant ram's horns. Yeah. And big crazy hair. 
She's very cool looking. And one eyeball. One eyeball. Her mm-hmm. face is like all scrunched up. Mm-hmm. This very grouchy like facial expression. Yeah. And she's like, are you a gelfling? Yes. He's just like, Jesus Christ, lady. Yeah. And he's like, uh, yeah. And she's yes. like, you can't be a gelfling. The, gar- the Gartham killed them all. But you smell like a gelfling and you look like a gelfling. So maybe you are a gelfling. He's just like, yes. And I have to say, I'm doing this voice and it is not what she sounds like at all. <laughs> she... No. I like this character, but her voice... It is awful. So terrible. Yeah, hard to listen to. And she yells a lot. She does. And she's angry. But he's like, no, I was with the mystics and my master died and he sent me here. Yes. And she's like, where is your master? Is he around here? And Jen says, he's dead. And she says, could be anywhere then. I like that a lot. I do too. That's a very good line. So Jen explains that all he wants is a crystal shard. She's like, oh, okay. Sure, follow me in here. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Should have just said so. Yeah. Yeah, so he follows her into a cave, inside of which is this very big metal sculpture that looks like, you know, when they do like, what do you call it? Dioramas of like the solar system. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks like. Which is what it is. Yeah, it is. It's just their solar system. Yeah. It's the heavens, yes. she calls it. And yeah. it looks so cool. It looks so cool. It it's like so, I don't know how big it is, but you know, fucking huge. Yeah, yeah compared to them. The movie, yeah, yeah, it's huge. I don't know how big it actually it is in real life, but it looks giant. Right. It looks so cool. Yeah. And Yeah, I mean in the scale of her movie, like her cave is basically two stories right. and it takes it goes to the ceiling. Yeah. So I mean, how big is it in real life, who knows, but yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah, and Agra's like, it's for telling the future. Yes. It moves the way the heavens move. Yes. And that's how I can tell what's going to happen next. Yeah. So she says, you know, I was here when the last great conjunction happened, when the crystal cracked and the mystics and the Skeksis appeared, and another great conjunction is coming. Mm -hmm. And she says the great conjunction is the end of the world. Or the beginning. Or the beginning. I don't know. So (laughs) poor Jen. Yeah. He's been here for like a minute. And she's been yelling at him the whole time. Yes. She made him ask a question yeah she's like oh i bet you want to know what this does yeah and then she says something else like oh i bet you want to know what this means yeah she and just she's like go on ask me and he's she's like he says okay what does it do yeah and she's like it's the heavens you know whatever and she goes right. on but so jen is like okay what do i do with the crystal shard yes and agra says you got to heal heal the crystal yeah and he says how and do says, i do how? that yeah and she goes too many questions and i'm like he's asked three questions and you made him ask the first one right. okay like it's not very nice of you but she goes you want a crystal i'll show you a fucking crystal and then she goes over and dumps this box of crystal shards at his feet and there are like 10 or 11 in there yeah there's a bunch he, and he, he's like which one and she goes don't know <laughs> don't know and like sits down next to, i can't even do her voice it is just peak awful i know it's so bad <sighs> it's yeah it's it's bad yeah and she says Listen, Gelfling, there is much to be learned, and you have no time. That's not fair. I know, it's not his fault. He just got this quest, like, yesterday. I know. He's doing his fucking best, lady. So he's trying to remember what the crystal looked like that his master showed him before he died, so he narrows this, like, pile down to three. Yeah, but But they're, like, identical. Yeah, he can't figure out which one is the right one, and (laughs) she keeps yelling at him about, like, yeah, you, you're running out of time. Too long. You're taking too long, Gelfling. Like, what? Shut up. Right? Let him. He's. If you're not gonna help, then stop. Right. You know, go make tea or something. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, and I was like, what? Just take all of them. But yeah, truly. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe if it fits, 
but then it's not the right one. You can't get back out. Who knows? But he remembers the mystics singing their song. Yeah. So he pulls out his pipe and plays a tune. And one of them glows. Yay, he's like, oh, that's, that's the, the one. one. And Agra from across the room is like, yeah! <laughs> like, okay, thank you for your help. She's very excited. But then she starts yelling again. Yeah, and she's like, about, now what? Now what do you do? You don't know, but I know. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what comes next. And I'm like, lady, are you are you helpful right. or no? She's just chaotic. What is her deal? Chaotic it reminds neutral. me, truly, <laughs> did you read uh, the Lord of the Rings books? I read The Hobbit. Okay. In one of them, I think the Fellowship of the Ring, Frodo and Sam and maybe the two hobbits are, the two other hobbits, like Merry and Pippin, are traveling together and they meet this guy. He didn't end up in the movies, but his name's Tom Bombadil. Yeah. And he's so old that, like, you get the, he's not old, but he's been around for forever. Yeah. And so you get the feeling that, like, the goings on of the world don't really affect him and he'll right. be fine no matter what yeah and so the hobbits keep being like we gotta go and he's like no 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 no, stay it's fine i'll make you some food no and i'm just like they have to fucking go like yeah. the world is gonna end if you don't let them go i get the same feel from her where she's like she'll be fine no matter what happens right i mean so she was like, there for the last conjunction right. and she's like i'm sure i'll survive she's, this one she's a thousand years old she doesn't give a shit yeah but i'm like okay wait but- how old is she <laughs> a thousand years <laughs> at least that's so I'm like, nice. either either help out or get out of the way. Right. And that's how I felt about I'm just like the sense of urgency that she does not seem to possess. Yeah. But she does because she keeps telling him he's out of time. It's weird. But as she is being helpful, not helpful, <laughs> the Gartham have appeared. Oh, shit. I thought Agra could see the future. <laughs> I think she can see, you know, she's like, I can see when the heavens are going to align. Yeah. Because I have this thing. She can't see everything. I guess so. But she didn't know Jen was coming. That's true. But the Gartham are there and they are smashing everything yep agra's yelling at them to get out yes jen climbs up on the big like model of the universe Uh and heads out a window yeah he's like well bye escapes down a mountain yeah he gets out gets away clean but he does look back and agra's place is just in flames and he's like oh agra yep well moving on alone again okay Heads into the woods. Yes, but we see that Lord Chamberlain has followed him. Because <laughs> he was following the Gartham when right. he got kicked out. He's all naked. So then- the mystics have also heard the call of the crystal. Yep. And they're like, oh, time to go. Yes. They say it's time to return to the castle. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. All right, get out. <laughs> so... It's going to take them so long, though. Yeah, so they start heading out, and they are shuffling. They're like, man, the crystal should have called earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So then we see a forest. This shot is just so cool. It is so neat. Because there are so many things happening, and it's literally just Jim Henson and friends showing off. Look what we can do. Look at all these little creatures we can make. They have nothing to do with the plot, but this is a forest, and a forest is full of creatures. Yeah, they're just doing, like, world building, basically. You know, yeah. they're like, yeah, he's in a forest, Jin's in a forest, and the forest is full of weird shit. Full of stuff. Because this is an d- entirely different planet than Earth. Exactly. Yeah, there's, like, these flowers that, like, shoot up in the air and make, like, a whiz-bang noise, mm-hmm. which my dog was very interested in. <laughs> there are lots of little creatures crawling through the water and the plants. Uh-huh. This little dinosaur dude, like, runs... And you think that he's, like, running in front of a hill type thing, but it opens up its mouth and eats him. 
Yeah, it's like a giant frog rock creature. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a big bug climbing up a plant. It's just so cool. It's all so stunning. I love it. And in the midst of it all sits Jin, holding the crystal shard and not sure what to do with it. Yep, just kind of staring at it. Like, well, I've got the shard, but... No one has told me what to do. Which is not true. Well, he knows he has to heal the dark crystal, but he doesn't know where it is or what it is or why it is. No. But later when he finds out what to do with it, he's like, now I know what to do. And I'm like, you knew what to do. He told you what to do. I wrote it down. But so he's looking at the shard and in it, he sees the dark crystal and the Skeksis. (gasps) Skeksis. I know. Then he hears a noise Mm. because something is following him. Yep. Or perhaps someone. He he looks straight into the camera for a second. Yeah. It's very like, hmm. All right. Moving on. It's. I don't know. It's funny. It's just funny that he does it. It is. But he sees a footprint Uh and he follows the tracks to find. Yes. A little cave? Yeah. Very tiny tunnel? Small tunnel? I don't know. It's a hole. Out of which comes a very fuzzy creature! Very fuzzy. (laughs) It scares Jen. It also scared me. (laughs) It made me jump. And Jen falls backwards into the mud. Yes. And then he sees a gelfling! Oh my god. Comes out of the, the the trees. Yeah. And walks towards him. Yeah. And she starts talking to this very fuzzy little creature who is 75% mouth. Yeah. And she calls him Fizzgig. Yeah. Which, when I was in high school, I had a friend who was obsessed with this band named Fizzgig. Oh. Which 100% had to be named after. Yeah, this. absolutely. But they're both very excited to see each other. Because yeah. Because they both thought that they were the last gelfling on Earth. Right, yeah. So they're stoked. Yeah, and the, the she's a girl. Sure. Gelfling. She goes to help Jen up out of the mud. Mm-hmm. And when their hands touch, they start sharing memories. Yeah. Telepathically. It's very cute. We see them both as little babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the girl remembers, first, like, remembers her mother hiding her inside of a tree uh-huh. before she got snatched up by Gartham. Yep. Jen remembers a mystic picking him up and making a monster go away. Yeah, we're seeing it and we're also getting both of their voiceovers that are like overlapping each other. Yeah. So it's they, super cool. It's very cool. It's a lot of like, it's a very cool way to do a lot of backstory at once. Yeah. And also, you know, we get the impression and then later we find out that they're not necessarily controlling this and they're also like not exchanging back and forth. It's just like at the same time. Yeah, it's just happening all at once. Just all piled up on top of each mm-hmm. other. So they keep... Like, sharing their memories, and we learn that the girl got taken in by a new family, and they called her Kira. Yeah. And, and she was raised by the, the podlings, podlings. Yeah. Which are so small, and so yeah. cute, and I love them. But then the podlings began to be taken away by the Gartham uh-huh. to be enslaved by the Skeksis. Yes. And they taught her how to talk to all the plants and all the other living things. Yeah. And Jen talks about how he was raised by the Master of the Mystics, and the Master taught him to read and do math, taught him about words and numbers and things like that. But then their memories are kind of slipping away because their grip on each other is slacking because Jen is sinking into the mud. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, oh no, what's happening? Ah, quick mud. Quick mud. But Kira saves him because she summons a Nebri. Yeah. Which the first time I wrote it, I was like, a Nerby? No, like a Norby? And I was like, oh my god, can you imagine Joe Pantoliano and his little hat just oozing up out of the mud and being like, hey. (laughs) It is not. Joe it's not, Pantoliano. It's a Nebri. Which is looks like a giant... Just looks like a huge slug, grub. Grub, yeah. Grub yeah. is a good word for it. 
And But he gets him out of the mud. Yeah. And so then when Jen is on the bank, he's like, wait a minute. I know your name now. Your uh, name is Kira. How do I know that? Because yeah. we didn't talk to each other. Yeah. And, and Kira's, Kira's like, the thing that we were just doing, we were holding hands. We were dream fasting. Yeah. So Jen then tries to <laughs> pet Fizzgig, but he is not having it. No. And a I lot of barking. will say. Yes. Bucket Snake's official stance is, I love Fizzgig. Same. Good. He's just, yeah, he's just like a little dog-like thing, but he's just an orb. He's just an orb. He does have a tail. He does have feet, too. You yeah. see him sometimes, yeah. but he mostly just looks around yeah. with a big, long tail. Sometimes he and just rolls, too. Huge mouth, yes. He doesn't, like, run with his legs. He just rolls. And, like, quickly. kind of people eyes. Yeah. He's very cute. But him. he is like, don't fucking touch me. You know, because he's never, he only knows one gelfling and it's right, me. Yeah. And you're very strange to him. And Jen's yeah. like, well, he's strange to me, too. Okay. This yeah. is all very weird. Fair. But Kira's like, we got to get out of here. The Skeksis have eyeballs everywhere and we are definitely being watched. Right. So time to go. They take off. We see the Nebri has two little Nebri babies and they just look like grubs of varying sizes and they're gross, but also kind Ugh. of adorable. Everything is so detailed yeah. and weird and yep. slimy, but also cute. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's just Muppets. The Muppets could do no wrong, truly. It's true. But then we cut to the Skeksis, who have a roasted Nebri baby. I've decided it's a different one. And it's sad. It's sad no matter what. It but yes, sad. it's even more sad if they grabbed one of these. That which they very we well could have because saw. the Gartham are out and about. Right, yeah. But it's a different one. Different yeah. Nebri. Yeah, it's Not a... one that we just met. No, I don't know this Nebri. <laughs> but the slave podlings are carrying it in on a plate. Yeah. And we <laughs> watch the Skeksis eat... For so long. For so long. Which normally, like, if this were a movie with humans, I would be like, why is this happening? Right. But it's just a gross way for Henson to show off. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's just like, look what I can do. I can make look them, at like, them pick stuff up. Look at them put it in their mouths. Yeah. And, like, you pull know. it apart. And, yeah. And, like, you know, put it in their teeth and, yeah. like, rip it. Yeah. It's so cool. It's gross. And the noises are gross, but. There's so many mouth noises. Yes. But it is. <laughs> Very impressive. Absolutely. Uh, I do think it's interesting that no, there are eight of them now. Yeah. They're sat perfectly at this table in their giant chairs. Mm -hmm. Were they crowded before when there were ten of them? I guess so. Did they remove a table and a chair? Because they're I like, well, the emperor is dead. I mean, the, the emperor's emperor. probably been bedridden for a while. Yeah, but at some point, there were ten of them. Yeah. And they all presumably sat at this table together. So were they just like squished in? <laughs> yeah, they just sat closer together. <laughs> they keep together. spreading it out. like, yes, more space. Maybe. So the Gartham have returned, and they have someone in a wiggly bag. Yes. And the Skeksis think that it's the Gelfling. They right. think it's Jen. Well, that's who they sent the Gartham out to get. Yeah. So. The party on Gartham. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ah, the Gartham Brooks. Oh my god. But no, it is not Jen. Who is it? It's Agra. Oh yeah, and she, she is pissed, but to be fair... She always kind of looks like that. Yeah. And sounds like that. She is she is really mad, though. She is like... Oh, yeah. You sent the... It, it almost gives the impression that, like, she's not on their side, but almost like they have an understanding. Like, she exists in her space, and yes. she doesn't bother them, and they don't bother her, and she's annoyed that they sent the Gartham to her house. Yes. She's like, to my house? Yeah. To destroy my stuff? I don't have anything to do with this. No. This like, is y'all's fight. Leave me out of it. Yeah. And she's, like, telling them that the Gelfling's gonna get them. Yep. She says, moldy mildew mother of mouth muck, dangle and strangle to death. <laughs> Love it. I know. What a curse. Yeah. But one of the Skeksis is like, well, shit, this isn't who we need. So send out the crystal bats. Yep. Which are the ancient CCTV. Yes. 
Search for Jen. So then we see Jen and Kira are in a boat. Yeah. And she is paddling and singing. And Jen is playing his pipes along with her. And it's just very lovely. It is reminiscent of Meat Wedge and Bucket Snake on a road trip singing along to Veggie Tales. Absolutely. <laughs> Silly songs with gelflings. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we get this. <laughs> oh, where is my crystal? <laughs> oh, where is my crystal? Oh, where, where, where my girl? Where, where, where? Is my crystal? Yes. It sounds just like that. <laughs> this scene, again, is there. I appreciate, yes, there are a lot of scenes where Jim Henson shows off, but there are also, like in this scene, we see all these things that are like rustling in the bush, and he's like, what is that? Don't know. I'm not even going to show you. Yeah. That's a creature that we made, but you're not going to see it. Yeah. You know that there's a creature there. What does it look like? That's none of your business. And no. it's just, it's just so good. Yeah. The world building and the like attention to detail, but also like, maybe you never see this one. Who knows? Yeah. I'm keeping it. Yeah. That's for me. Yeah. That's just for me and Frank. <laughs> Mr. Oz. Yeah. <laughs> but suddenly, Fizzgig sees a crystal bat. Yep. And starts fucking barking. Yeah, barking at it. And Kira tells Jen to hide. So she throws a fucking rock at it and yeah. knocks it out. Hell yeah. And she's like, and it goes, bloop. Yeah. She's like, all right, anyway, moving on. But <laughs> upside down, yeah. it is in the water. It sees them. <laughs> yeah. They're so gross. They are really gross. They're like bones, mostly, and skin hanging off. And, and... just do this, like, creepy, wiggly. Yeah. Very bug-like. What are these things called? Mandibles. Yes. They're like made of mandibles. Yeah. We see the mystics again, moving very slowly in a line. For most of the movie, we're just going to cut back to the mystics every now and then, and they're moving slowly in with the different setting behind them. Yep. <laughs> they're <all>. just <laughs> making their way downtown, walking not fast at all. <laughs> Walk in slow. <laughs> Jen and Kara have arrived among the podlings. Yes. They're, they're so cute. Freaking adorable. They're so tiny. And they're all wearing, yeah, little Paddington hats. Yeah. And they're just like, come hang out with us. They're very cute. They do not speak the same language as Jen and Kira. Kira can understand them because she was raised among them. Right. But they keep, like, trying to talk to Jen. And he's like, what? He's trying to learn their words, though. Yeah, because Which... she says, he says, how do you say thank you in podling? And she's like, oh, it's like this. Yeah. And he, like, he tries, tries to do it. Yeah. And the little podling's like, okay. Like, yeah. Thanks for trying. Yeah. So, very cute. They're all, you know, having a bunch of food. They're all playing songs and dancing. And, like, Jen is joining in with those little pan pipes. Yeah. Although, <laughs> before that, yeah. Jen is sitting there and explaining the prophecy to Kira. Yeah. About the crystal. I gotta take the crystal. I got the shard. I gotta take it to the whatever, whatever. Yeah. And Jen goes, and that's all. And then he died. And it's just the way that he says it is, like, so intense. And Kira's like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and then a little podling runs up to them and just goes, <laughs> What is happening? I don't know. This part reminds me of the second Matrix movie. Oh, yeah? Because, have you seen it? I know we talked about yeah, this. Yeah, once. So, you know, the world is falling apart. It's absolutely yeah, way, way, way later than the fucking apocalypse. Yeah. But there's still this community of living beings that celebrate together yeah the scene in the matrix when they have like sort of a rave all yeah. together it just reminds me of that of they're like we know that there is danger and that the world is falling apart right but we still have like but a sense of community moment, and yeah. we're still gonna like share food and play music and enjoy each other's company yep and it's just very sweet yes now i love them but then the gartham show up yep 
They are just snatching up podlings, putting them in little cages, smashing through the walls, breaking tape. It's awful. They're just breaking everything. (sighs) Bucket Snake's official position on the Gartham. Let's hear it. I hate them. (laughs) Even though they look cool as shit. They're grody. And rude. Jen and Kira try to run away. Yes. But Agartham sees them and starts to chase after them. Yes. And suddenly, they're like out in the forest a bit. Uh, Lord Chamberlain is there. Yeah. And he stops Agartham and allows Jen and Kira to get away. Yeah. Jen and Kira escape thanks to the fucking Lord Chamberlain. Yeah. Who says, So they go find a little glen. They kind of chill out in it for a little bit. Catch Mm -hmm. their breath gather themselves yeah and jen is feeling bad because he thinks everything has is his fault yeah because i mean you know the first person that he met on his journey agra her place burned down yep the second person that he met he met her whole fucking family yep basically and then they all got attacked yep so he's just like trouble follows me everything is my fault yeah so he chucks the shard into the woods he is having a real frodo baggins moment he is kira's like don't do that but she's like honestly dude the gartham attack all the time yeah. You know, like, it's not great, but it happens all the time. This isn't because of you. It's yeah. happened before. It'll yeah. happen again. Like, it's okay. And so then they fall asleep. And then when they wake up the next morning, they're just all curled up together. And it's mm-hmm. very sweet. Because he's, like, hurt. And she's like, put this moss on your arm. And, yeah. you know, she's taking care of him and just really trying to make him feel better. And it's cute. And Jen has a dream where he's talking to his master. And he's just like, I miss the mystics. I feel very alone and sad. I'm not a hero. Not the way that you wanted me to be. And he's like, I'm not ready for this. I can't handle all of this. It's too much. Yeah. But then he wakes up. The sun is up. Yeah. And so he can see better, you know, than when they fell asleep the night before. And he realizes that they're in a bunch of ruins. And Kira sees the shard. Yeah, it's very close to them. Which is either he didn't throw it very far or it came back. Oh. Because it knew that he needed it. Interesting. Mm. I just assumed he couldn't throw very far because he's tiny. Or (laughs) third option. Lord Chamberlain found it? Lord Chamberlain found it and set it next to them. Interesting. Mm, I hadn't thought about that until just now. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) I hate your whimper. (laughs) So. There. But Jen looks around and he's like, oh, we're we're in a bunch of ruins. These are Gelfling ruins. Yeah. And Kara's like, we don't go in them because something bad happened here. But Jen's like, no, like, these were our people. Yeah, and they're so pretty. Yeah, they are the setting is so pretty. They it did, really is. They did, I've said it a thousand times. Yep. I'll say it for 1,000 years. <laughs> Everything in this movie is so beautiful. You know. Including these fucking moss-covered ruins. Yeah. So they find a carving in the wall of the prophecy. Right. Explaining that the shard was a part of the dark crystal and it must be made whole again when the three suns align. Yeah. Kira can't read it. Right. She's like, what are these weird symbols? Yeah. And he, yeah, yes. Jen says it's writing. And Kira says, what is writing? And Jen says, they're words that stay. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, that's such an easy way to explain that. Yeah. That's the best <laughs> way to put it. But he reads the prophecy because he can read Gelfling. Uh-huh. And it says, when single shines the triple sun, what was sundered and undone shall behold the two made one by Gelfling hand or by none. Oop. Gotta be a Gelfling that does it or it ain't happening. Exactly. Which is why the Skeksis killed or attempted to kill all the Gelflings. Right. Very fucking King Herod? The guy in the the Bible who killed, like, all male babies under two because he heard about Jesus. I don't know. You're asking me? That guy. (laughs) Don't email us about it. (laughs) Yeah, please. I don't Don't, actually care. do not care. This is the part where I was like, this 
the master already explained all of this. Well, the master told him he had to heal the crystal. Yeah. But I don't think he, like, understood that what that meant. I guess. But he's like, now I know what I must do. And I'm like, yeah. you are. he already told... It's, but also, you know, he was under a lot of distress at the moment. His dad was dying. Right. So, yeah. it's fine. But it's as they're lot. standing there figuring it out, boom. Yep. Lord Chamberlain. Yeah. He says... He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I'm your friend. Yeah, don't run away. Don't leave. It's cool. Come to the castle and show the Skeksis that you want peace and everything will be okay again. Mm-hmm. It's like, I was cast out, but yeah. if you go and make peace, then I won't be cast out anymore. Right. If I bring you with me mm-hmm. and I'm like, look, I found this guy mm-hmm. and he wants everything to be okay, then they'll let me back in. Right. He keeps saying please. And yeah. the way he says it is awful. He's like, please, please, please. Yeah. And you can see in Jen's eyes, which again, a marvel of technology, yeah. that he is being hypnotized by this. Yeah. Until Kira realizes what's happening and kind of like knocks Jostles him, him a, little yeah, bit, yeah. a little bit. And she says, Jen, no, we, we, we gotta have go. to go. Yeah. yeah. So Jen's like, no, thank you. <laughs> and runs away. <laughs> But Jen still is like, all right, we we do have to get to the castle. How do we get there? Yeah. And now he has a, a for real path. Right. But how do we get to the castle? Which I'm like, I mean, <laughs> technically, that guy just asked you if you wanted to go to the castle. <laughs> you yeah. could have just gone with him. He a bad guy, though. I know that he's a bad guy. But, like, you don't have to do what he says once you get there. But it he he will show you the way. He just offered to show you the way. Yeah. But it's fine. They'll figure it out on their own. But Kira's like, I know how to get there, actually. We just got to get fast. So she calls some land striders, which are weird looking. They're yeah. very cool. They remind me of, did you ever play Morrowind? I know you played Skyrim. No. So there were things that looked just like this in Morrowind. Well, they looked like giant fleas. Yeah. They're called silt striders. Yeah. And yeah, you fast travel on them. Nice. And that's basically what this is too. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, they got big bodies and long legs and they can go fast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're just clearly people on stilts. Oh, just yeah. like bent over but yeah. they're badass looking they have kind of creepy faces and they have these big wings but jen's kind of like what the fuck is that she's like it's a land strider and she can talk to them because she can talk to all the living creatures and yeah. he's like all right well let's go and he climbs aboard and kira's like oh, okay let's go and he's like no kira you don't have to come this is my thing you know yeah. like, it's fine you should stay here and be safe and be with your family but she's like no i'm going yeah i'm coming with you I and help. jen says all right together then Cute. and i'm like <laughs> he doesn't have to go alone yeah he has help and friend kira the- next suggests that fizzgig should stay behind and it is the worst <laughs> suggestion fizzgig has ever heard in his life he cries so hard he show all his teeth i know he's just like ah, 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 ah. she's like okay fuck get on the thing dude like he oh my god so much mouth that when his mouth is all the way open he's just like in half yeah. he's flat yes. he was round now he flat <laughs> That's amazing. She's like, okay, get up here then. God damn, dude. How dare you suggest that he stay behind? I mean, it's good that he didn't. I know. He's very helpful. I know. So Kira and Jen run across the land quickly on these creatures. Yes. Very Maybe majestic. the fucking mystic should have called some. <laughs> I don't think they could carry them. They're too heavy. So the Skeksis we see. Mm-hmm. We see how they are using the podlings. Yes. And how they make them into slaves. They're using the power of the dark crystal to drain them of their essence. Yes. So they have them. It, it kind of reminds me of Super Mario Bros. Mm-hmm. The way they do the like de-evolving. Yeah. They strap them to a chair and they shine this light in their eyes. And it 
they say that it takes away all their thoughts and fears. Yes. So it's kind of like removing their soul and then their faces get all like sunken and their hair turns all gray. Yeah, it takes all the color out of them. Yeah. They look like Cabbage Patch Kids. They do. (laughs) Sad little Cabbage Patch Kids. I know. But it drains drains his essence into this like jar or whatever and he gives it to the emperor. Uh Uh-huh. He's telling the podling, he's like, you're so lucky. Only the emperor gets to drink your essence right that's not how this works no and it's another way we find out that it has like kept them alive yeah because it makes him younger but very briefly yeah just for a minute and he sees himself in a mirror and he's like super excited about it but then he starts to turn old again yeah his fingers get like plump and then they get like really bony and he's like oh no you get kind of the impression that it almost makes him a little bit older than he was when he started out right which is also probably why the why the emperor Oh, got so much fucking died. older than everyone else so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Because he's freaking out. And the scientist guy is like, it worked so much better when we were using Essence of Gelfling. Right. Like, the podlings just don't cut it. Yeah. And he starts, like, breaking stuff in yeah. the scientist's room, office, and calls him a Lab. slave squeezer. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of what he's doing. And But we see... Also, that Agra is there in, like, a big bird cage. Yeah. Just, like, sniffing around for something. Yeah, what the, what, what's she doing? I don't know. Then we see Jen and Kira approaching the castle. Mm-hmm. And we see the Gartham that are there that attacked her village because they're carrying this giant cage full of podlings. Yeah. And she just rides this landstrider into battle. Yeah. Which is dope because they kick some ass. They free all the podlings. Yeah. They, like, break the cage open and they get all the podlings out but unfortunately the landstriders are overrun one of them gets pushed over a cliff yeah. with a gartham and the other one falls down and is like overtaken that's very sad i know the poor landstriders i know but kira says hang on and to get away from all the gartham they like float down gently over a cliff into the ravine below yeah because she has wings yeah and jen's like uh wings i don't yeah. have wings <laughs> she goes of course not you're a boy (laughs) but they walk through the ravine a bit yeah they're like kind of like under the castle now Mm -hmm. and jen finds a creepy face carved into the side of the mountain with like water coming out of its mouth huge who put that there i don't know why jen says this will take us into the castle it's very uh like legend of zelda yeah you know yeah oh well here's the side door right very obvious (laughs) go in here this giant neon sign that says alternate entrance right kira is very reluctant to go yeah she does not want to go in there but she follows him in there anyway and then we see lord chamberlain has followed them all the way back to the castle sees them crawling in stoked about it what does he sound like (laughs) (laughs) and then we see again the mystics are still on the move still moving there they go slowly slow ride So in the castle caves, it yep. is wet and filled with weird light. Yeah, like a good cave should be. Exactly. I was like, this looks very cavey. Well yeah. done set design. Absolutely. Kira is not having a good time. No. And I w- for a second, I was like, she's been so strong and brave and like charging headlong into danger this whole time. And at this point, I was like, why is she so reluctant to do this part of it? Yes. But she just says oh, I smell death here. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, that's why. Not a fun place to be. So as they're walking through this cave, there's Lord Chamberlain again. God, he is just fucking everywhere. He's obsessed with them. I know. He's like, hey, (laughs) hey, hey, how you doing? (laughs) 
hey, it's Lord of the Underworld. <laughs> no, he's like, I knew you would show up. Come on, let's let's go and we'll show them together that we can live in peace. And yeah. He tries to grab them, but Jen stabs at his hand with the crystal. Yes. And it cuts his hand. Yeah, and it starts bleeding. And it starts bleeding. And then we cut to the mystics mm. and one of them just says, and so my hand. And then you see that it's cut in the same place and yeah. it's bleeding. And they have black blood and it's weird. Yeah. But it's cool. And it's also like, hmm. Interesting. What's going on here? Okay. I, do, I, I very much like, you know, it all gets tied up in the end, but I do like this ongoing mystery of like, why are these two races tied together? Mm-hmm. You know, because this is a very classic tale of like, little adventurer must save the world before yeah. it ends with this time crunch. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. But we have this added... Yeah, like, what else is going Who on? Who are here? these guys? Yeah, how do they know so much about each other? How come their emperor died at the same time as the other guy? There's the same number of them. You know, it's just like a lot of a lot of parallels happening, which is cool. So Chamberlain pushes a bunch of beams down on top of Jen and like crushes him underneath them. Yeah, and drags Kira away. Yeah, and she's like, "Fizgig, stay with Jen." Yeah, and he does. And he does. And then we see the big fat gluttonous Skeksis mm. and the pretty one. Oh, there's a pretty one. <laughs> There is. <laughs> I know. There's he, one that's like dressed fancier. Yeah, he's yeah. not pretty, but his clothes are super. And he's yeah. wearing like ruby like things on his fingers. He's yeah. just like clearly the very like prissy, very into his appearance. So his clothes are very pretty. I'll mention it here because I didn't make a note of it later. But this the Skeksis were originally based on the Seven Deadly Sins. That makes sense. The, they're kind of like they didn't do. It may be like dr- so direct mm-hmm. because they're they're started out with ten of them. Yeah, they would have had to recycle them, but that's kind of how their appearance is based on. Yeah, you know, like yeah, this, I definitely got this that. This one is gluttony. This feel. one is you know, yeah. And you've got pride, probably. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. greed. Maybe is there a greed? Uh, greed and gluttony are the same. I didn't go to church. Don't fucking at me. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that's why they are. They do have their own yeah. way of appearing and their own little personalities yeah i just like that one because he's i'm just like i like his style yeah they all suck but yeah. i like his style right lord chamberlain got s-t-y-l-e sin is sniveling <laughs> <laughs> yes obnoxious they're walking together yes gluttony and pretty yes and they see chamberlain with the gelfling and yes. they're like you have to get out freaking out yeah well, like, they're like you gotta go to be you've here. been banished yeah and you have a gelfling with you like what the shit are you doing they just run to the emperor they're like ah gelfling oh it's so ugly oh no the gelfling ah terrible oh god so chamberlain brings kira to the emperor mm-hmm. he's like see what i have done i have brought her to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah the scientist guy because everyone's like it's a gelfling we have to kill it yeah Prophecy says, kill Gelflings, yep. or we will die. Yep. But scientist Pretty Skeksis is like, all right, we'll kill her, but like, let's get her essence first, because you know it's real good for you. I just said. Yeah. Not ten minutes ago, if you recall. Right. And so the Emperor's like, sick. Let's That's do more. that. Also, bring Chamberlain's robes to him. Return them to him. This yeah. naked man in my presence. He's done well, but also I don't want to look at him naked. Thank you. <laughs> Nobody does. Back underneath the castle, Fizgig. Yeah is trying to unearth Jen from the rubble. I know. And he's making a little bit of progress. He's, like, moving yeah. rocks with his mouth. Yeah. And then he just is, like, sniffing his hand and, like, whining and, like, licking him a little bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh. It's so cute. And we see Jen's fingers twitch ever so slightly. Yeah. Then we're up in the, I don't know, the lab. 
I yeah. guess. It's a where room all the full animals of are. animals where the scientist was working and, mm-hmm. you know, draining essence, etc. Yeah. Agra's, like, placed her eyeball on the table so she can see around. I don't know how she did it. She just, like, chucked it. Toss it. Yeah, a little yeah. underhand, like, <laughs> whoop, wherever it lands, it lands, I guess. Yeah. But the Skeksis has Kira and is going to drain her of her essence. No. And I'm like, don't look at the crystal, Kira. No. And it feels Jin- like an Indiana Jones. Yeah. And he's like, Indy, cover your heart. Yeah. It's like, Chris, Kira, don't look at it. Yeah. Because Jin can, I think, kind of feel mm-hmm. that it's happening. Yeah. And he pops up out of the rubble finally yep. <laughs> and yells, fight them, Kira. Yep. So she starts resisting. Yeah. Brings, breaks her out of her little trance. Yeah. And Agra says, call the animals. Like, you have the gift. Like, you can talk to all the animals in this room. Call out to them. Yeah. Which I feel like she could have said this sooner. Yep. But okay. Whatever. She's just, again. Maybe before she got strapped down. Agent of chaos. Right. But so she does that. Kira's like starts yelling at all the animals Mm -hmm. and they start just going ham and breaking through their cages. Yeah. And attacking. Yes. The Skeksis. Very cool. It's like, yes, yes, yes. Yep. And they push science, science Skek. Yep. Right into the handle that controls the crystal. Yep. Turns it off. Turns it off, and then it pushes him down into the shaft that holds the crystal, which is full of lava and flame and fire, I guess. Uh-huh. And he catches on fire, and he dies. And then we cut to this very slow-moving band Car- of mystics. Caravan of mystics. And one of them just kind of, like, in a poof of flames, blinks out of existence. Like, well, well bye, bye, Randall. <laughs> Later, dude. Later, Toads. <laughs> they all kind of look back at him, and then they're like, and they keep moving. Nothing to be done about that. Yeah, what are you, you going to do? He's gone. He's, there's not even bones left. Well, I'm left. sure they were aware that things were going to happen now that shit has been set in motion. Yes. But so again, of course, we see the parallels. A Skeksis dies, a Mystic dies. Right. Something happens to one of them, something happens to the other. So the animals have freed Kira from her chair. Mm-hmm. Agra is just rude and yells at her for a while. Yeah, you're too late. Too late, Gelfling. No. But she's not. She's not. She's like, get out of here. Go, 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 go. Some so are close. Mystics are coming. Yeah. Why do the characters sometimes speak in full sentences and sometimes not? I don't know. I don't either. It's a weird style choice. Um, Jen and Fizgig are wandering through the caves still under the castle. Yeah. When I was first typing this out, I accidentally typed, Jen falls into a bug hole. And then I went and fixed it. And I was like, no, he fell into a big hole, which he yells <laughs> at Fizgig about it. He's for some reason. Yeah. But it's actually very fitting because this hole... Is full of Gartham. Chittering noise. Yeah, it's awful. Because <laughs> they are s- surrounding him. I know. Is this just where they hang out? I guess. But they smack at Jin with their big claws. Yeah. And they're clumsy as shit and don't know what they're doing and just create a hole in the wall that Jin can crawl through. Right. But that hole leads to, he's like inside of this giant hot shaft that the crystal is like, that's holding up the crystal. So, right. you know, one false move and he's dead. But he starts like climbing up the side. Right. And he makes it out mm-hmm. into the room. Where Kira is. Yeah. And Agra. Yeah. Actually, Kira's not here anymore, right? She's ran off. Yeah, she she ran away. But Agra is there, and yeah. she's freed herself. She's put her eyeball back in her face. She's, again, yelling about how there's no time. No, no time! No time! The mystics are at the doorstep. Yes. There are two Gartham guards at the door, and they're like, nope, can't come in. Nay. But then the mystics are all like, oh. <laughs> the subtitles say, bass tone. Yeah. How'd they get that tone? Such ah, a nice tone. It's very nice. And the Gartham just, like, turn off. They're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, power down. So <laughs> that's cool that they have that power. Fizgig is quickly rolling through the castle like a fuzzy little tumbleweed. Yes. <laughs> I'll take two. Okay. I love him. I bet you they eat everything. 
Like, yes. With a mouth like that, they probably chew on absolutely everything. They look like, he looks like a dribble. He does, but a big one. So Jen has found the crystal. Mm-hmm. And he looks up and he sees the skylight, understands that this is where the suns are about to align. Yes. The crystal is like floating over the hole, like we said earlier. So I'm like, how is he going to get to it? Yeah. Because he's got to put the shard back into it. And he little. Yeah. He's up on like the second story. Yeah. And as he looks across the room and we see that Kira is also there, Mm -hmm. but like far away from him. Yeah. And then we see Skeksis is coming. Oh, Oh, all of the Skeksis are coming. Because it's like the sun ritual time. Yeah, the big sun ritual. The time. big one. Because yes. they know too that this is the the great conjunction. Conjunction junction is coming. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, your function? Yeah, they do, but they don't see either of the Gelfling. They're just yeah, walking they're, like, in up above them. Yeah, on the second story. So Jen like climbs down into this room, but I'm just like everyone is moving too slowly. Yeah, suddenly no one is in a hurry. Yeah, except the three sons. Yeah, <laughs> Jen, you gotta put the thing in the thing. Like, come on, dude. I know that Augur's been yelling at you this whole time, and so maybe it's like a little boy who cried wolf situation where you're like, oh, I got time. Uh, you do not got time. No, he's like, just standing there. Do the fucking thing. We hear his thoughts. Yes, this is what I came for. Yes, the dark crystal uh-huh the three sons uh-huh the shard yeah man we know we got it we figured it out do it put it in the thing before the world is evil forever he's all the skexies are there yeah so he's now hiding. he has to hide yeah he can't do it i'm like you're gonna have to make a running leap there my dude he sees kira across the way and he's like kira yeah she's like oh what's a hey she looks bad yeah well she had some of her essence I know. Drained. I'm just feeling bad for her. She's got like dark circles under her eyes. She's looking a little gray. Like she looks rough. Yeah. That's very sad. The great conjunction junction comes. <laughs> now we will live forever. Uh-huh. You Jin. got it. Jen. You got to do something. Come on. Come They're on. all lined up. Come on. The suns are lined up. The Skeksis are ready. Now is the time. The light is coming. It's literally now or never. Fizzgig breaks Kira out of her trance. Yeah, because he runs over to her and starts barking at her. Yeah, and the Skeksis hear him. Sure, he's which, very loud. Yeah, which breaks them out of their little trance because uh-huh. they see Kira. Yes. And then Jin. Yes. And they just start killing a bunch. Yep. <laughs> don't really do anything. They don't do anything. Because but they... they're scared. Yeah. Um, now there's two Gelflings. Gelflings, yeah. Which one? Yeah. So they call the Gartham. Uh-huh. And Jin's like, fuck it. Now's the time. Here I go. He does this running leap off of the second story onto the crystal and lands but he drops the shard yeah Askexis tries to grab it yep but fizzgig bites him yeah very uh ferret from yes kindergarten cop <laughs> moment <laughs> yeah um, it gives him a good hard bite and unfortunately gets kicked into the pit for his trouble no! by fizzgig so kira flies down oh yeah she can fly because she's got wings and she grabs the shard and tosses it to Jen. Right. But then Askexis stabs her in the shoulder. God, like, Jen. down into her bod. Get it together. You're and waiting too long. Jen is just like, oh, no. And I'm like, the thing. The, He's on the, thing. the dark crystal. He's he holding has it. the shard. <sighs> Do it. So the suns align completely and shine a light down into the dark crystal. And this is when, finally, Jen returns the shard to the crystal Heals what was broken. There we go. The Gartham start just falling apart. Yeah. Like, like arms shells. fall off. Yeah. Legs fall off. Heads go rolling off. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, there was nothing in there, I guess. The mystics have arrived. Yeah. The castle begins to crumble. It is tight. The castle falling apart looks so cool. Yes. The Skeksis are absolutely freaking out. They're just running around like, ah! 
<laughs> Agra is calm as fuck. Yeah. She's just like, well, guess I'll leave now. But then she hears a noise, so she looks out, like, because she's still in that room where all the animals are and the essence draining was happening. And yeah. she looks out to where the crystal was and she sees that Fizgig is hanging on by his teeth. Yeah, onto the, like, pole that held the crystal before. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, how'd you get out there? And, like, grabs a stick and is, like, poking him. She's yeah. like, come on, buddy. Come on. Come on. Yay. And then we see that the podlings are returning to normal. Yeah, they're starting to get a little color in their cheeks. Everything is, like, coming together for the better, except that Jin is sitting in the middle of this room holding Kira and crying. Yes. Because she is not doing great. She's not. She had her essence strained and she got stabbed. Yeah, she's having a rough day. So the mystics arrange themselves in a circle around the crystal with their backs to it. Yes. And the light shines through them. And ensnares one Skeksis each. Yeah, and so the Skeksis are, like, trying to run away, but they end up in this, like, wagon wheel-looking, like, circle of spokes, basically, of, like, crystal light. And they're just, like, backing up into the Mystics. And the Mystics are, like, standing up to their full height Mm -hmm. and just kind of envelop the Skeksis. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, they were their bones! Yes! And it, yeah, because the mystics have been hunched over this whole time, and now they're at, like, their full height, Mm -hmm. and they join together, stand up straight and tall. Yeah, and they become, there's, like, a a bright light, and they become these, like, new creatures that are not less creepy than the Skeksis were. They might even be more creepy. They look so cool. I know, but I'm like, what part is their face? Yeah. It's really hard to tell. They look like Groot. Yes. But made of light. Yes. And creepy people face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool, though. Yeah. And it's kind of like the Romulans and the Vulcans. Yeah? Is used that their to thing? Be, well, they used to be one race. Uh, oh, yeah. And the Vulcans decided to deny the part of them that were over-emotional and reactionary and angry all the time. Yeah. And became so themselves. So kind of split. So the Romulans are the anger and the Vulcans are the logic. Gotcha. Yeah. You need both. Yeah. Yeah, gotta have both. You gotta have that balance. So one of them explains that they shattered the crystal themselves. Right. And the world split a thousand years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and so did they. Mm-hmm. But now they are whole again. You know, Jen is like, I do not give two fucks about whatever you've got going on. My friend is dead. I know. He's like, she got he's, stabbed. He's still holding her. He's looking up at them. And he's just like. I'm glad the world is better. Yeah, great. My friend is But, dead. like, I, I'm i so sad right now, dude. I'm cool. Yeah. You ca- you're telling me you caused all this whole problem, and I had to fucking fix it, and my friend's dead because of it? He's just so sad. But the guy says, just hold her, and it'll be okay. Yeah. And then she's fine. She's fine. Yeah. yeah she's okay. Her yeah. color returns. She's like, back to life. oh, Jen, and they hug each other, and it's very cute. Yeah. And then we've got these, like, eight light dudes that are left who just kind of leave yeah they just up and went yep they are you in an oft (laughs) then we see the world outside of the castle is good and green again yeah it's so beautiful and the castle is now like looks like it's made of aluminum foil it's very shiny yeah shiny happy people very nice and that's it the end yeah he fixed it it's better it's better and that was great and i loved it yay i loved it so much it was so good i'm so glad me too all right the end the questions. Did it make you cry? It did not. Me neither. I do think that if Don't Leave Me had been later in the movie, it may have gotten you. Yeah. Maybe not now, but maybe when you watched it. Yeah. When it, you were younger. Um, if, it's fairly short, too. It is short. And it feels like they kind of just, like, there's not a lot of downtime. Yeah. 
And so maybe if there had been a little bit more of that, maybe, perhaps. But yeah. uh, it just kind of is like, well, things are happening. Time to go. Yeah. But uh, it's still great. Yeah. Definitely a replay. Oh, yeah. It's a replay for me. Mm-hmm. I'll probably watch it again, too. Yeah. Without taking notes. So right. I can just watch. Yeah. I just appreciate it. My next question. Why did I never watch this as a kid? I don't oh, know. Shit, I love it so much. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. I don't think I ever watched it as a kid, either. I watched it um, maybe in my early 20s. Yeah. I think I know I have seen it once before, but it wasn't it wasn't one that I watched a lot as a kid. Yeah. So. So it was released December 17th, 1982. Okay. It had a budget of 25 million. Okay. And it made 41.4 million. All right. It did okay. So yeah, not yeah. quite doubled, but yeah, still close. fine. To date, it technically remains as one of the highest grossing puppet animated films of all time, which I know there aren't a ton of, sure. but you know, it did well. Yeah. In France and Japan, it was the highest grossing box office release of 1983. Nice. Because they have better taste than we do. (laughs) (laughs) It has a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Vincent Canby of the New York Times described it as a watered-down J.R.R. Tolkien without charm as well as interest. All right, shut up, Vincent. Yeah, I, I don't... No charm? Believe that at all. Very charming. Super charming. And interesting. Tolkien... If Tolkien is your bar for interest. Yeah. This is it. This is fine. Yeah. I mean, it's maybe, yes, watered down in the sense that it is for children and it doesn't, like, go on for forever the way that Tolkien likes to. Yeah. But it's it's not watered down in a negative sense. No. Pared down might even be the better way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Because watered down implies that it's not, like, interesting. Right. Or nice to look at. And it is very much those things. Digestible. Yeah. <laughs> in a way that Tolkien is not. Right. Bite size. Yeah. You sorry. know, for kids. I mean, they did make another language for it, which yeah. is very Tolkien. At least one. Yeah. I think Agra and the Podlings probably don't even speak the same language. The Podling language, yeah, is its own thing. Yeah. That's based on, like, Slavic and Baltic languages, hey. which is cool. I can see that. They seem very, like, in their little babushkas. Yeah. Very yeah. Slavic, yeah. And we'll talk about it, but they had another language ready to go for the Skeksis, too. Nice. But they just didn't want to have too many subtitles yeah. to make it easier to follow. That's fair. Kevin Thomas of the LA Times says, Unlike many screen fantasies, the Dark Crystal casts its spell from its very first frames and proceeds so briskly that it's over before you realize it. You're left with the feeling that you have just awakened from a dream. Yeah. Which I agree. That's fair. Variety called it a dazzling technological and artistic achievement that could teach a lesson in morality to youngsters at the same time it is entertaining their parents. Yep. Siskel gave it two and a half out of four stars. Yeah. He says it doesn't have much going for it save for weird characters who look like they just walked in from the bar scene in Star Wars. What? No. It's so different than Star Wars. Yeah. No. No, Siskel. (laughs) He's just mad that his name is close to Skeksis. (laughs) like is this about me so let's talk about the writing okay jim henson's inspiration for the visual aspects of the film came after he saw an illustration of lewis carroll who wrote alice in wonderland yes a book of poetry that showed crocodiles living in a palace and wearing elaborate robes and jewelry nice yeah according to co-director frank oz henson's intention was to get back to the darkness of the original Grimm's fairy tales as he believed that it was unhealthy for children to never be afraid oh yeah sounds like somebody else we know Hmm. Yeah, the film's conceptual roots are tied to his The Land of Gorch skits on season one of SNL. After Sesame Street, Henson feared he would become typecast into working on children's television series. 
Yeah. Which, real Don Bluth hours here. Mm -hmm. Both with, you know, bringing darkness back to children's films, but also, you know, they both kind of had this philosophy of, just because I'm using a storytelling medium associated with children's entertainment does not mean everything that I make is for children. Right. Puppets can be dark. Yeah, and so can cartoons. Yeah, I can tell this very dark, this very spooky visually appealing story with this medium yes and that's fair it's it's smart to do it like right after you know i mean i don't remember when did sesame street come about in the 60s yeah so he's like i don't i can do other stuff yeah i've never heard of the land of gorch though yeah it's only on season one yeah of snl and if you look up pictures from it the characters do look very like dark crystally like they're not bright shiny yeah kid-friendly colors okay Cool. That's very cool. Yeah. The other people who worked on SNL didn't like writing for it, though. Like, Jim Henson didn't really get along with their... I can see that. He seems like he would have been a very, like, nice person, but also he has a vision and he's sticking to it. Yeah. Well, and I think he wanted to write for SNL's... He wanted the storyboarding, I guess, to be more Sesame Street-esque of, like, conversations. Mm-hmm. And they wanted it to be more, like sitcom-y yeah you know and they just couldn't get on the same page about it so it didn't last very long gotcha so i had to go down a bit of a new age rabbit hole okay for a minute and i realized that i've never really like looked into too much of like the new age movement or the ideas of it because yeah same it really was like before our time right but not a lot before our time no so but i mean enough before our time that we wouldn't get into it but not long enough before our time that our parents were super into right. it yeah so we just missed it yeah it's very like gen x yeah and we're millennials right so yeah my when i think of new age i think of like gift shops yeah i think of that store that used to be downtown that doesn't exist anymore new age gifts yeah i was gonna say it wasn't just called yeah yeah but also like paisley peacock yep. i don't know if you ever went there yep but yeah that's what i think of and i don't really think of it as a philosophy but it right. definitely Just is. Just stuff. So most of the philosophical undertones of the Dark Crystal were inspired from Jane Roberts' quote, Seth material. Okay. Jane Roberts dictated a bunch of books to her husband while she was channeling an entity she said was named Seth, which was an energy personality essence no longer focused in physical matter. So Seth. she and her husband had a Ouija board Yeah, that they used all the time and then eventually found this entity named seth Uh that she would talk to and it eventually got to the point where she didn't have to use the ouija board anymore she could just like channel him yeah and so she would sit and channel him and like smoke cigarettes and like drink wine and her husband would like just transcribe everything that she said to him about it the seth personality described himself as a teacher okay and said, this material has been given by himself and others in other times and places, but that it is given again in new ways for each succeeding generation through the centuries. Which, okay, that's cool. Sure. Yeah. So her books discuss the idea that the physical environment is constructed and maintained by the inner selves of the individual occupants, including the animals, which I think is probably where Kira comes from with being able to also communicate with animals. Mm-hmm. The inner selves project, in mass a pattern for physical reality, which is then filled with energy as needed by each individual, and all events are also produced in the same manner. So we create our own reality, basically. Okay. Which is, you know, I could see that influencing the writing of this movie. So, the production. 
Yeah. Conceptual designer Brian Froud, who also did Labyrinth and Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. And he also did, um, there's a new Dark Crystal TV series, which I haven't watched, but he worked on that too. Yeah, I've, I watched a couple episodes while I was working on something, so it was on, but I didn't even look at it or pay yeah, attention. Yeah, I think it's like on Netflix, so mm-hmm. I'll probably it's watch it. It's a Netflix it. original, I'm pretty sure. Huh. I would like to watch it now, yeah, that we've just watched it and yeah. have a little bit more. He was behind the look and feel of virtually every aspect of the production, from creatures and landscapes right down to the font of the opening title. Damn. And in total, it took up five years of his life to make this movie. Oh, wow. I know. So the characters in the film are elaborate puppets, obviously, as we have discussed several times, and none are based on humans or any other specific Earth creature. Yeah. Earth creature. (laughs) Uh, Dark Crystal was built as the first live-action film without any human beings on screen. I know, it's cool. Yeah, it's so cool. Are there? I feel like we're gonna get to it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, you literally just said it. Because I was like, I feel like there are some scenes, like when Jen runs through Agra's house and, like, jumps up onto the thing. Like, that's, like, a child with, like, a head on. Right. So, I mean, there are people in it, but they're not, like, people characters. Right. There are no human characters. Right. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. The hands and facial features of the animatronic puppets in the film were controlled with relatively primitive rods and cables, which we're all used to for puppets. Yeah. Although they did use radio control for, like, subtler facial movements and stuff, which is cool. Yeah. Human performers inside the puppets supplied the basic movement for large creatures, which in some cases was dangerous or exhausting. For example, the Gartham costumes were so heavy that the performers had to be hung up on a rack every few minutes to rest while inside the costume. So they put them on a rack so that the weight wouldn't be on them anymore, but yeah, they could stay in their but costume. But they're just still in there. Yeah. And it's uh, it was said that the mystics were the hardest creatures to perform as the actors had to walk on their haunches with their right arm extended forward with the full weight of the head on them. Damn. So <laughs> Jim Henson tried it and said that he could only hold a position in the mystic costume for five to ten seconds. Wow. Yeah. So this is like real work. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, I'm having fun playing with puppets. No, you like, gotta be strong. You have to do some conditioning. <laughs> to what, get this done what part of a human body is your haunches and if you walk on your haunches what does that i mean? think it's like when you're you're like, hunched over kind of yeah they've got one arm out yeah i think it's like how do you describe this like, okay yeah so like crouched or hunched and walking you yeah. can see that because they like they're very much that shape yeah oh yeah. that sounds awful yeah fuck that <laughs> yeah so each skexis suit required a main performer whose arm would be extended over his or her head in order to operate the creature's facial movements while the other arm operated its left hand. Another performer okay. would operate the Skeksis' right arm. Oh, man. A team of four technicians operated the Skeksis' hand and face animatronics. Wow. The Skeksis performers compensated for their lack of vision by having a monitor tied to their chest. Holy shit. The Chamberlain Skeksis, in particular, was built with 21 electronic components. You gotta be, like, really good friends with the other half of your Skeksis. Yeah. Like, puppeteer. It takes, like... And hopefully smell good. Yeah. It takes, like, ten people to operate one of these dudes. I know, but two of them are, like, inside of it. And that's insane! I know. So, like I said earlier, originally Henson wanted the Skeksis to speak their own constructed language with subtitles, but the idea was dropped after test screening audiences found the captions too distracting, which normally I'm like, watch a movie with captions. You know, like, watch movies in other languages, blah, blah, blah. Right, but... But, yeah, there's so much happening visually. Yeah, you want to look at it. Yeah, you don't want to get distracted by reading. Put in so much work. Yeah, absolutely. I did want to put this in here (laughs) because (laughs) I don't, I haven't seen Watership Down. No, we'll probably do it for a March sadness. Yeah. Because it is sad. 
But Henson, when selecting a voice actor for Agra, was inspired by Zero Mostel's performance as a, a kind of insane bird trying to overcome Tourette's syndrome <laughs> in Watership Down. Perfect. Which is exactly what she sounds like. So I love this also. The character Fizzgig was invented by Frank Oz, who wanted a character who served the same function as the Muppet Poodle Fufu, who is Miss Piggy's dog, mm -hmm. feeling that the character Kira needed an outlet for her caring, nurturing side. The character's design was meant to convey the idea of a boyfriend repellent, <laughs> to contrast the popular idea that it is easier to form a bond with a member of the opposite sex with the assistant of a cute dog. Nice. So it's the opposite trope of like, oh, look at your cute dog. Like, right. Dudes who get dogs you. for chick magnets. Right. Yeah. It's like, nope, this dog will ensure that you stay five feet away from me because <laughs> it'll bite your face. Did you know this next fact when you mentioned earlier that they look like potatoes? No! <laughs> so, the podlings were envisioned as people in complete harmony with their natural surroundings, so their design was based on that of potatoes. That's amazing! They look like <laughs> potatoes! <laughs> yeah, they look like Cabbage Patch Kid Paddington potatoes. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it! Especially when they have their essence drained and they're, like, not colorful yeah. and moving very much. They just look like little potato people. Yep, that's what they're supposed to look like. Well, well done. So the film was afforded minimal advertisement and release because it didn't do great with test audiences, but Henson bought it from the production company and funded its release with his own money. Nice. Which I guess it probably paid him back, you yeah. know, since it did do okay eventually. Yeah, I hope so. But you do kind of wonder how it would have done with, like, a whole production company doing, yeah. you know, advertising leading up to and everything. Yeah, it deserves it. So just a little bit about some of the actors, because they are all like Jim Henson people that we all know and love and have seen in tons of other things and yeah. recognize. But Dave Gels, who did Fizzgig, is always Gonzo and Waldorf. Nice. Steve Whitmire, who did the scientist Skeksis, uh -huh. is always Beaker, Rizzo, sometimes Kermit, Ernie. Okay. Frank Oz did Agra. <laughs> Frank Oz is Yoda. Yes. Which I don't know why I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. Bert, Cookie Monster, Fozzie, and Miss Piggy. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. Yes. I love <laughs> it. Yeah, he's so good. I feel like Agra doesn't look like anything, but also once you know. She has Miss Piggy energy. Yes, she has. Yeah. Very much so. And she also remembers you have never seen Muppet Treasure Island or you haven't seen it in a long time. I don't remember seeing it. Okay. I can't imagine not having seen right. it. Right. There's, at the at the beginning, Jim Hawkins and Gonzo and Rizzo live at this tavern, like at an inn, and it gets burned down, and they, like, work there, like, a lady owns it, and she is very much the same, where it's, like, burning down, and they're like, oh, no, what about Mrs. So-and-so? And she yeah. just, like, sticks her head out a window, she's like, don't worry about me, boys, I'll be fine! And she's, like, <laughs> kicking ass everywhere, and yeah. it's, like, very, the same where Augur is, like... The Gartham are destroying her house, and rather than being like, oh no, she's like, what the fuck is your problem? And yeah. just like kicking she's ass. She's like, this so. is my house. Yeah. Fuck off. It's very much the same energy. And again, like very, yeah, very Muppety. And yeah, she does have Miss Piggy energy, even though she doesn't look like anything. Yeah. So you had a note that Kieran Shaw was in this movie? Yeah. I, I had literally just learned his name a couple days prior. Yeah. And he, he's been in a ton of things, mm -hmm. but he does most of the body double shot he's like you know a very small person and so he does most of the body double shots in lord of the rings he was like frodo's body double oh, and okay. he did a ton of stunts yeah but so i was just looking at the credits and it was like stunts kieran shaw and i was like oh shit i yeah, just yeah, learned yeah. about that man 
He's so. only credited as additional performer. Yeah. So I don't know what he specifically did, but he's All there. kinds of stuff. So just a little bit of trivia before we get out of here. Early drafts of the script feature Jen and Kira traveling through the underworld, where they encountered a race of underground mining creatures. Yeah. They t- didn't put it in the movie, but that concept was later integrated into Fraggle Rock. Cute. Yes. I thought you would like this. The name which Jim Henson came up for the planet on which the movie takes place was Mithra. Uh-huh. Some people thought this sounded too much like a Persian god, okay. so they changed it to Nithra, uh-huh. and then finally shortened it to Thra. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Although the name is never mentioned in the movie. Yes. They do use it in, like, novels and the TV series. Yeah. And stuff, but... I, I do very much love things where you're like, they never once say this in the movie. Yeah. Like, did you know in Beauty and the Beast, the prince's name is Adam? Yes, I did. But they never say it. They don't ever call him I that. Know. Not once. That's like the nerd lux in Not Space never. Jam. Yeah, no the one nerd says lux, that. They have names. No one calls them nerd lux. No one calls Dwayne Dwayne throughout the entirety of the Lost Boys, but his name is Dwayne. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. It is weird. It's fun, though. And last note. Mm-hmm. Brian Froud's fascination with lobsters <laughs> led to many crustacean touches in the design of the Gartham. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. They're very crustacean-y yeah and i mean lobsters are just bugs that live in the sea yeah so that makes sense yep well cool i love this movie yeah is there anything else that you want to say about it because this is the shortest episode that we've done in a long time oh interesting we're only at an hour and a half probably because i was talking so fast because i was so excited well and there's just (laughs) the movie is short yeah and there's just not a lot there's a lot to it visually but as far as plot goes there's not a lot that happens it's just like yeah this happens and then this happens there is a a book Mm -hmm. about the making of this movie there's probably more than one honestly but i kept seeing one reference maybe one day we will do a we could do a patreon bonus episode like deep dive on it yeah about the dark crystal yeah that would be dope because there's there's a lot more information out there yeah about it it. sounds like there's if there's yeah spinoffs sequel novels and shit like that yeah be a lot of fun to get into this universe all of them yeah yeah because jim henson um the guy who wrote the novel sequels work together yeah with jim henson it's not just like a just some licensed thing right yeah yes i love jim henson i do too i'm excited to do labyrinth i'm excited to do really anything that henson's ever touched i mean it's great not to spoil it we're gonna do all the ninja turtle movies hell yeah we are absolutely are you kidding me how many times have we mentioned secret of the ooze on this podcast <laughs> every episode <laughs> every episode did you guys know that bucket snake loves secret of the ooze if you didn't like, what is this, your first episode? <laughs> Where have you been? It could be. It could be your first episode. Thanks for listening. That's true. Truly, thank you for listening. We yes. appreciate you so much. And we hope that you enjoyed this. And if you want to talk to us, you can. On Instagram or Tumblr at Replay Rewind Podcast. You can send us an email at replayrewindpodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at Replay Rewind Pod. You can also listen to this episode again if you want to. <laughs> don't know why or any other episode that we have ever recorded except for patreon stuff all of our widely available episodes on stitcher spotify apple and google yeah and if you have the ability to like subscribe review share do those things that helps us out helps us get more listeners and yet or just tell your friends tell your friends that's also very helpful it's maybe the most helpful in fact if you could do that would be great if you do want some more there is bonus stuff over on Patreon. Like sometimes we do, well, once a month we do like a long episode of a movie that fits in the time frame, but is not a kid's movie. We also do lots of other tiny bonus episodes where we 
take Muppets and put them into our favorite movies as everybody, except for one human person that we leave behind. Or we like to do some remixes where we like completely rewrite movies or make sequels for them or mash them up with other movies that we've done. It's a really good time. We'll shout your name out on the show. We'll send you a sticker. Uh, go check it out. Just head over to patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast. Yes. Yep. In the meantime, stay fresh. Cheese bags. And don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, and rewind. I'm just going to skip that. Okay. We don't need to talk about it. I was just like, why? I didn't even notice. She has giant, like the giant titties are one thing. But she's very pointy nipples. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. Somebody's horny for puppets. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.